You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to the From the Shadows podcast. I'm your host, Shane Grove, and with me, as always, is the super producer, Jason. Greetings, everyone. So, Jason, um, before we before we get into this episode, there's a couple things I wanna I wanna throw out there. I'm gonna shamelessly plug a project that I am a part of, um, and hopefully, all the uh, podcast fans. Um, at least the ones that like us, because we know we know now that there's ones that don't like us that eat that follow us that don't like us. So, but the ones that do like us, maybe maybe they will go check out the. Um, um, when this episode comes out, I think it's going to be about a week before uh, the Eddie Montgomery album. And for those who don't know, Eddie Montgomery is a one half of the former country duo Montgomery Gentry, huge huge country act. Uh, in the last 10, 15 years. It's his first solo album uh, since uh, uh, Troy Gentry tragically died in a helicopter accident. Um, and as followers of the show may or may not know that I do some some songwriting. And I am lucky. And when I say lucky, Jason, the guys, that, the other writers on this album are Grammy winners, have number ones, I mean, it's a who's Your who sounds of like writer. you're in good company here. Uh, listen, I don't even know how I managed to to get on this, okay? But I wrote a, I'm a co-writer on a song that Eddie and Tanya Tucker are doing a duet on. Nice. And it's called it's called Higher. And I am I'm just gonna shamelessly ask all the From the Shadows fans to Go pre-save it on Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Um, I think it comes out October first. It's going to be called. I think the album's live and live, alive and well. And just go check out all the songs, and especially download Higher, the one I I was a co-writer on. Um, it would be awesome. It you know, it's kind of a dream come true. You know, Let's to get a, it out and to go get, to the From the Shadows podcast yeah. uh, page and uh, leave a comment but, about it, whether you liked it or you didn't. 
Oh, don't say that. I well, hope everybody likes I, I want to hear everybody's opinion. <laughs> or come to the uh, After the Shadows uh, group page and just give a mention about it. Yeah, I, well, I hope I sincerely hope everybody likes it. I mean, if you're not a country music fan, I understand. But if you are, I think you're really going to dig it. Um, and I just, you know, we appreciate all the support we get for the podcast. And I have a lot of support and some of the other stuff that, you know, that we're, we do on the side. So um, it means a lot to all of us involved. And uh, it's kind of cool to be able to share it with the people that we talk to every week. Nice. You know? Nice. So, so thank you for letting me shamelessly plug that, Jason, and not, you know, and not hitting the mute button. So uh, with, with that being said, um, we have a super cool guest um, for – for our loyal listeners, you'll know that a couple weeks ago we had on Sharon or Sarah Bignell mm-hmm. from Yowie Central on the show. Mm-hmm. And she told, you know, kind of told a little bit of a story from an eyewitness over in Australia. And we just thought it was an amazing story. Well, Sarah got a hold of me and said, the uh, young lady that had the experience would like to come on and really go into detail about what happened. So, Sharon, all the way from Australia, thanks for joining us on the From the Shadows podcast. Uh, We're happy to have you. Thank you, Sharon. Come on. Hi, Shane. Hi, Jason. Hello. How are you doing, Sharon? I'm going well. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. I like the young girl reference, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen. Listen. We already told you. There's Australia. Australia uh, ladies have a soft place in the heart of our super producer okay <laughs> so and let's be honest i think everybody has a soft spot for a uh, for a lady with an accent so indeed, uh, indeed. <laughs> so so sharon why don't you um tell our listeners about your experience and and you know just let's get into it tell us tell us where you were and what time and what was happening and everything. Oh, sure. I'd love to. Um, Okay. Well, um, this was uh, in 2008, this experience, so probably about near 13 years ago, yeah? So um, I was camping in um, a southeast location um, in central northern New South Wales and uh, camping with a group of friends and decided that that evening wasn't going so well and unfortunately it was the turn of New Year's. So it was just, it had just turned New Year's and things weren't going good, decided to leave. So um, hmm, not such a great decision sometimes in remote locations to do things like that but at the time it seemed like the best decision. So I decided to leave and packed up and hit the road from Nambucca Heads um, and Nambucca heads, I was heading towards um, travelling out to Coffs Harbour to fuel up my vehicle because I didn't have much fuel in my vehicle, probably about a quarter of a tank, and I was driving a RAV4. I think you guys have got them over there, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got yep. them. Sure. So um, pretty good little four-wheel drive, you know, reliable vehicle, but didn't have a lot of fuel in it, and they have a reserve of 15 k's behind, you know, your tank. So all good. I thought it's only 50 k's out. I'm going to do it. So I packed up, left, 
And um, let me tell you that I looked up the moon phase of that night before I go into the story, and the moon phase was in what they call the last quarter. And not that that represents anything, but the last quarter is said to say that it represents a transition phase or a metamorphosis of discovery. Not to say that that happens on every moon change in people's lives, right? So anyway, um, pondering on, um, sort of took off and um, uh, what what sort of happened? Well, I was really running the gauntlet, so I was about 30K in to the trip and I approached what they call the Blondial Blondial State Forest, National State Forest, which is probably about 10, 15 Oh, 13K out of Bonneville. Not to say that you go into Bonneville because it sidetracks the highway out through past Bonneville. Anyway, so <laughs> I was entering a highway which had been newly um, newly refurbished. So they put this new double lane highway through on both sides. So there was four lanes, two northbound, two southbound. And the, the highway had been quite heavily cleared so you could see through a mature pine forest and they actually call that forest Pine Creek Forest, noting, okay. So it would have been a mature forest, 15 years old, but it had been stripped down again, cleared for all sorts of reasons. It would have been cleared for rural fire, it would have been cleared for the new highway, all sorts of reasons. So you could see that cartoon effect through pine trees as you were travelling along. Like you could see if there was something between those trees, right, quite clearly. Anyway, I was northbound headed. Um, this would have been about 1.30 at this stage. I was travelling with my Maltese dog and she was sitting on the passenger's side on the seat, quite happy, partially blind, mind you. So she was about a 12-year-old dog at that stage. She started whimpering. And it was a little elusive to me as to why I thought maybe she wanted to have a rest stop, that sort of thing. And I thought, there's no chance, kiddo, we're stopping here. So we're driving on. But anyway, in my peripheral vision, as she's getting a bit uptight, I'm noticing something in my left-hand side uh, in the distance in the forest. Going back to the cartoon effect, you can see if there's something through a forest, right, when you're travelling at a speed. So I would have been doing about 95, nearly 100k. And uh, she's 110 through there. And um, anyway, so I was like, mm, what is it, kangaroo? Is it a cow? Wow, it's travelling fast. I'm looking at my speedo associating my speed with the speed of whatever that is in the distance. It's coming closer. I'm thinking to myself, wow, it's coming through the forest. I'm like, wow, okay. So suddenly I'm starting to hear and smell more. So my windows are partially down at the time and this putrid smell, oh, my God, like someone had opened up a rotted animal carcass, the gas of the stomach or something like that. It was just putrid, pneumonic, horrid. The dog shot from the passenger seat to the floor and started yelping and howling and digging at the floor. And uh, she saved me a couple of times from intruders, so I don't tend to ignore her when something's wrong. 
So I was like, okay, I know there's something going on. There's something out there, Winnie. I can see I'm talking to the dog. I can see we're not stopping, sweetie. We're moving. So I'm kicking in the speed at this stage, and this thing is still there in my distance. It would have been with me for easy 5, 10K through that forest, and it was just coming closer and closer. And I was hearing the forest crack like branches. And as it was approaching, it was my the highway was segmenting into a tiny triangle. So at one stage, that forest would end where it's traveling and we were going to intersect. And I was like, okay, I'm going to die if I meet this thing. Whatever this thing is, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm running through scenarios. It's amazing how it feels like time stood still. Um, it felt like it was with me for easy five minutes. But I had I was trying to make a plan of escape and there was no way out. I was finding every way. I was thinking of everything. It was just horrible. I was thinking, okay, what am I going to do when I meet it? It's going to cross in front of me. What is this thing? Anyway, eventually we come up to the point. We meet each other. It's beside my vehicle on the passenger side and all I can see is this giant red creature um, with hair flowing everywhere, and I see the top of its head is all I'm seeing from the vehicle moving because we're travelling. I'm doing 100 clicks at this stage, and as soon as it hits the side where I have full vision of it in my um, rear vision mirror of it being just behind the driver's the passenger side door, I'm rearing to the right of the lane. There's no one around. My lanes are free. So I've gone to the right lane, and I've nearly rolled my vehicle in terror of what the hell is this thing and had to really just stay focused thinking if I roll I'm definitely in death city so anyway seemed to stabilize the vehicle felt the vehicle actually leave leave the side of the road you know because I was going to skid I was going to do something I don't know but there was no chance that I could get away because it had this giant mound in the middle of the highway and you couldn't cross across to turn around do a UE get out or anything there was no approach to, to crossing or getting over that middle island either to get away. So anyway, this thing was still galloping along or running along on four legs at this stage like a like a silverback gorilla, like something out of Planet of the Apes would be probably the best description. Um, Certainly didn't wear a cap like Dr. Zayas, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or, a, or a sweet leather vest. No, he didn't have any armour on or anything, but he certainly okay. had red hair and red eyes and he was very much a part of the uh, Planet of the Apes company. But anyway, this thing picked speed up and went in front of my vehicle and it seemed to transition. Now, this is the weirdest part because... When I was first interviewed with Tony Healy with AYR, Tony Healy talked to me also about how these things can almost metamorphose. How can you run at a speed of 90-something K, nearly 100 K this thing was keeping up, and it transitions to two legs? It goes up and stands and keeps more speed about it. And at this stage, it gets in front of the vehicle on bipedally. It's in two, and I've got full vision of it now. And I'm like, holy crap, leaning over the front of my wheel, 
looking up at this thing and it turns its head and gives me a full face. And its face was definitely Neanderthal. It was definitely, it was absolutely beautiful in so many ways. It was almost like this moment of, oh, you know, here I am, you know. Mm -hmm. And it didn't growl, it didn't snarl, it didn't raise its, its, its um, arms to me and growl or howl. It looked at me as if to say, that was great fun, thanks very much, see ya and jumped over the um, centre area that I couldn't cross in my vehicle in one giant leap, got to the side of the highway and took one more leap and got over double lanes and off into the bush it went. So meanwhile, <laughs> I've nearly exhausted my fuel at that point because I was <laughs> oh, And the last thing I wanted to do was run out of fuel and be stuck in the Blondial Forest. So after that I just thought, I am going to have to stop and recuperate. And I did. I made, managed to make it on to um, – I still didn't stop for the poor dog and she was still howling the whole way. She would not stop the whole way. I still had another 15 Ks. Do you know how hard it is to drive when your every part of your body feels frozen? Like the blood just sunk out of my body. It was just – how will anyone believe me, I thought to myself. But it took nine, you know, nine years before I exposed that story. And um, I went to the Coffs Harbour service station and the guy at the service station says, oh, you look like you've seen a ghost. And I was like, look like I've seen a ghost. I think this is worse than seeing a ghost, mate. So, yeah, I was to say, like, yeah, I wish I'd have seen a ghost. Like, you know, this this was horrifying. And and the th thing was, was that it didn't want to hurt me. It was a, It seemed to be... Like a young, um, a young uh, adolescent male, because it had no um, chest. It didn't look female at all. It looked like it was in competition with me, and it wanted to excel its power. And it was a race and a game, you know. But um, I thought this thing was going to peel me out of the car when it was coming towards me, because it was cracking pine trees that I could not put my arms around. The pine trees were being cracked like they were toothpicks. It was just going boof, 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 boof. And you can imagine if you've got King Kong coming towards you, it's not a nice experience. No, not at all. So, so, so what? But you didn't know, like you said, you couldn't tell what exactly it was till it got right up beside the car. Yeah, right? it wasn't until it's it started coming in. Okay, so you didn't. So as it's going through the woods, you still don't know exactly what it is. I mean, I was just going, well, my daughter is a mammal scientist and she studied mammal philosophy. So she has yeah. a PhD and she works for the Australian, the Australian zoo, the Australian Melbourne zoo. And we share a lot of stories and I've watched her over 10 years go to the most remotest places and never once have she reported an incident like that throughout Australia. Mind you, she was in arid areas. So arid areas don't promote these creatures a lot. They like the subtropical zones, you know, the coastal mm -hmm. regions, the forests, the hiding zones, you know. So, so she thinks I'm, I'm I'm quite off off the tree and she's already reckoned she's booked me into the clinic, you know. So so, so you have taught you have discussed this with her and she oh, just she got the story the moment it happened. So she just told me, I don't know what sort of a New Year's Eve you had, 
And I just went, hey, this was the driest New Year's Eve in my whole life, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I looked it up just so everybody – so 100 kilometers an hour is about 62 miles per hour, I think. Right. Yeah, right? that's pretty that's close. Not, okay. So, wow, that is moving. But once again, Sharon, I mean, Jason and I have heard stories where these creatures – whether they're in Australia or in the North America or wherever, can can run like that. Yeah, they can move oh. at incredible speeds. They say you would never think something that size could move that fast. Well, you know what? I think that we were just touching on what he could do. Wow. We were. It was a game. It was a game. If, if that thing really wanted to get me, I'm sure he could come in double that speed. You know, it just, it absolutely gobsmacked me. I was like, how in the history of mankind have we missed this? <laughs> well, I'll tell you why, because the thing can run 65 miles an hour and jump. Oh. And ju I mean, okay, so if, if there's creatures out there that can do the stuff that you just witnessed it doing, yeah. we would never, how would we ever stand a chance Against something like that, yeah. So, so if it doesn't want to, if it doesn't want us to see it or deal with it, it's not going to let us. You well, know? there's many stories of of these these cloaking effects that these creatures can do over here. I mean, I don't hear it so much in the US because I follow it all over the world, and I've been following it ever since 2008. And um, you know, the cloaking effect seems to happen a lot in Australia, and they're very good at camouflage, you know. They, they, they've mastered mm -hmm. it they real, because that's their technique of hiding themselves. Right. <laughs> yeah, and we, do, and we do hear a lot of stories about the cloaking. And yeah. I, but see, what I think, okay, so what I like is is that you, you're just like, look, this is, sounds, because to you, this has to even sound crazy that you saw oh. it. And it has I, to even I with it, myself for nine years over it before I told the story. Okay, so <laughs> so so think about how crazy it feels for you to tell that you witnessed something run up alongside your car and then just messing with you, jump over the median of the highway and yep. take off. So imagine then you know somebody over here, or another part of the world, saying, "Yeah, I I saw it standing there, and then all of a sudden it just disappeared." Okay, I mean that's that's that is crazy stuff to tell somebody if mm. you're not comfortable sure. in 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 whatever may come from you telling that story. Mm. You know, you know, and so I can't imagine if you've if you had never told the story, then there'd be no frame of reference for one doing that in, in Australia. Because I have you heard it of a of another creature doing the same thing in Australia? Have I? Yeah. <clears throat> many times. Really? Many, many times. Many oh, times. Oh, that's right. I, have, I think I Sarah, I think. Stories I think, and stories. I think Sarah did tell us there was another story about one running beside the car. Didn't she, Jason? Um, yes, there was another yes, story. Yes, she did. She says there was there was okay. multiple sightings, multiple stories. And AYR have got have got a story about some lads on motorbikes where they were chased by this thing in the bush, very, very much at the speeds that I was chased at. 
mm-hmm. and they talk about the same with the with the cracking trees and just like bowling trees over like it was sport, you know, mm-hmm. and chasing and terrifying them, but not actually getting them. Look, they have the ability to rip you off that bike and tear you apart, but they don't. It's like a taunting and it's like a, um, it, to me it feels like um it's um, an animal protecting his environment and him saying, this is my territory and I'm warning you off. So they show their abilities to you to terrify you, to keep you away, you know. But unfortunately, it's it's becoming um, more and more populated. More and more people are going out into the forest and there's more technology, there's drones, there's all sorts of stuff now. Yeah. And, you know, Infrared cameras, AYRs onto it. So, you know, they're going to, we, we've already got exposure of them over here. And, you know, my daughter just keeps saying, Where's the scientific proof? You know? And I just say, For God's sakes, there is scientific proof. You know, there is. There's hair, there's footprints. There's one guy, I think in the States, even talks about um, a man who actually froze body parts of a yeti i don't know if you've ever heard that story but that just blew me away (laughs) well there there's a lot of different reports about stuff like that and but a lot of people feel like they can't if they do come across a you know somehow obtain a body obtain body parts yep over here it's almost like they feel like they can't that's you can't say anything because then the government is going to come in and sure. take whatever you have. If if that's what you believe that the government is part of covering up uh, these creatures' existence, you know they cover it up over here. And there's various reports, you know, in the army um, where army men have left the force, you know, and they've come out and later on they've told the story of how they were they had to use. Um, they talked about a specific type of gas to get rid of them because they taunted them that much, like a, um, you know, like a stink gas. Yeah. And and, yeah. and and flame flares and things like that that they dropped around them to keep them back. But they don't really? tell you those stories. Oh. Yeah, it's just bizarre. And a film crew who were taunted by them. <laughs> hmm. So there's all sorts of – you guys need to get on the Australian sites and you need to read up on what's happening over here. It's crazy. It sounds terrifying. What are you talking about? Yeah. It's not I, terrifying. I don't want... <laughs> it's exciting, guys. It means, it means proof. It means it's yes, happening. Exactly. You know? yes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I will say in, – in for, for everybody listening, um, Sharon shared with me some great drawings of what she remembers this – um, being this beast, this animal, whatever we want to call it, what it looked like. And, you know, we'll put it up on our, our Facebook pages, but it does look a lot. It looks quite a bit different than what the normal description of a Sasquatch or Bigfoot over here mm. looks like. It sort of, it sort of reminds me of um, the way people, uh, like Stacy Brown and those guys that that investigate the skunk ape sightings, yeah, is kind of, is kind of what uh, Sharon's uh, experience. I mean, the the creature kind of looks like. I mean, you know what I'm saying, Jason? Like it's not as 
it's big, but it's not as big and thick and is a Bigfoot or Sasquatch. And mm-hmm. it's got this longer, stringier hair. Yeah. Um, mm. Than what? It, um, it was like a red setter. Do you guys get red setters over there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like an Irish, yeah. like an Irish setter. Yeah. Like, yeah. And if you yeah. can, you can imagine the. I remember just going because I'm a bit of a fond lover of hair. I, I never cut my hair, and I just I, I look at. I looked at this creature and I just remember thinking, geez, I wouldn't mind a few of his locks, you know. Like, I, <laughs> I tell you, he had the longest, reddest, and it was so maintained but so stinky but maintained. It was bizarre how maintained he was. It was beautiful and long and flowing. It looked probably more flowing because he was running at such a speed, you know. Right. How right. bad would how bad would he have to stink oh. for you to smell it going that fast? And do you know that smell was in my car the next day? Really? Oh, I remember and it just ignited it all over again in my head. It was just horrible. I just remember opening the car door after I'd got in that evening. Because I drove straight through. I did not stop. I just stopped at fuels Mm -hmm. and I had horrible experiences all the way. I had weird things because the New South Wales coastline is eerie, eerie, eerie. You don't want to really drive it late at night because there's all sorts of weird stuff. It's all bushy and it's gnarly and I don't recommend it. That's why, you know, big dudes in trucks drive and no single women don't drive. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like you guys in the states have got those places too, but oh yeah, it, yeah, yes, definitely. Just, it's really eerie and and scary and horrible. And when I got to that Coffs Harbour um, petrol station, that guy said to, told me that he had reports through there a lot, a lot. Really? You know? Yeah. And I was telling Sarah oh. the same thing. You know that, and she was um, fascinated and wanted to talk to the Coffs Harbour petrol station. <laughs> yeah. So, so at what point did your dog feel comfortable, or did it just was it still upset until oh, you stopped for gas? Well, no, no. She settled. She settled once we got to Coffs Harbour. She was okay. She was cool. You know. Yep. But it was just the the uh, you know. Psych- psychiatric treated, you know, woman in the in the in the driver's seat that couldn't couldn't do anything. She was. I was just really. Oh, it took me a long time. I had to stop for coffee and, but you know, and recovery and tell the story to that dude that was there. But uh, I couldn't drive for a while. But there was it was a weird night of events, you know, and it was quite a light night because that moon was half half still half phase. So it was quite, you know bright along the travel mm-hmm. but I remember getting in quite late it was like five in the morning by the time I'd reached home so well, yeah it was a, a fascinating now, experience like that is enough to shake anyone <laughs> no now so so Sharon so you've been so you've had this I mean uh, this experience tops a lot of experiences I've heard um just uh, it's it's kind of un, it's almost unbelievable to get to see something like mm. that do do stuff like that. But so you, it kind of set sounds like it kind of sets you on a journey of really oh. trying to trying to discover like what it was you saw and and mm. yeah, it definitely has. And um, you know, uh, I don't think uh, it will rest with me until the day I die. Until I can 
at least hear, you know, proof that it's, it's yep, for sure. I need to, it, it's kind of, um, <laughs> it stays with you. You can't forget it. And um, the I more I think that I tell the story, the more the awareness becomes for a lot of naive people who just pleasantly go camping in the forest, you know, we're just taking a backpack, we'll be right. Oh, we don't need flares or anything. We'll be cool. Hmm. And I've just got a pocket knife. Wait, isn't it? Isn't it? All I can hear is Crocodile Dundee going, You call that a knife? You call that oh, a knife? <laughs> even if you had Crocodile Dundee's knife, the guy <laughs> give you a chance to use it. So, yeah. Oh, you know, no kidding. If you pulled that weapon out on that creature, you would be in some serious trouble. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the best way if you saw a creature like that would be to get on your hands and knees and bow to him like a Buddha. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now, are you to the point where you'd like to go out and, like, maybe go out with Sarah and do some researching and and see if you can find one? Oh, sure. I mean, I'd be up for it. I I mean, I'm a bit of a camper, but so long as we've got something with a bit of tin around us to protect me, I'm okay. <laughs> I certainly won't be <laughs> won't be sleeping in a sling like uh Dean and uh and and uh, Buck do. <laughs> oh the guy oh gosh. They yeah, sleep the... in like these slings and I'm like, I don't know whether I could do that guys. <laughs> no, because you because you've seen it. You've seen it right close. You've seen what it can do. And you, you know, know that, I, that... Don't, I don't think all creatures, all of them are the same, really, guys. I think they're from different colonies. And I think every encounter with every creature will be different. And every creature like us as human beings will have a different personality, will have a different mm-hmm. torment, will be of a different age. You know, if you mm-hmm. if you cross a mother and her child, God help you. <laughs> Well, I agree what? with you. I think these things are a lot more intelligent than what uh, than than we give them credit for. Oh, absolutely! And you got to think they're of they they are you know is it bisapien bisapien? Um, well, they're like us, right? So right. they have our intelligence, but not they have wild intelligence and yeah. much smarter than us. You know, we're really dumb when we fossick through the woods. You know. They, they can hear us coming the moment oh, yeah. we shut the car door, you know. Oh, they probably can smell us coming. They probably have. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Absolutely. And they definitely have different senses and, and different powers, abilities, all sorts of things that we we definitely do not have. Yep. I mean, or we haven't tuned into that survival mode, you know. I don't really know the answers, but I know that they've been here before us, that's for sure. And before... First settlement before indigenous, way before. We're talking um, dinosaur era. I'd, I'd say that they've been here since. Yeah, I listen. I can't. I can't. Uh, it, and here's the other thing: is 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 so you have these creatures in Australia, and we have the same similar things over here. Okay, mm. how, how 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 is how are we having the same? Um, same, the reports of the same animals, same type of creatures, you know. Well, if, if they, they obviously were here on our planet. That's, yep. that's right. Exactly. That's, yeah. Yep. And, that go, and that's my point is it goes back to you saying they've been here a lot longer than anything else. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were probably here before the 
continents started breaking away and and yep. and, and, uh, and they're communicating with with uh, unidentified beings and they have been communicating with those unidentified beings probably for many years and not well, how to communicate you know well and that's that's something else I kind of wanted to ask you said it kind of it looked back at you and you guys kind of made eye contact yes yeah definitely made eye contact <laughs> did so did you have like was there like an inner voice like speaking like because a lot of people say they 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 hear some of like the uh, mind speak yeah okay a voice in their head a uh, voice in their head and I I kind of wondered like if you if you have like that eye to eye can you know looking at each other that connection was there anything like did something flash in your mind that you know that you maybe weren't thinking of, on your own that he was putting there um no or did you but, just get a um, feeling of did you get like a certain feeling or anything from it no i i really didn't i just i i got a feeling that when he was in front of me and we actually got that we got the contact and we and he he was just <laughs> I was like, I must have been like mouth open, eyes wide, you know, <laughs> yep. looking underneath my rear vision mirror. And I think I just had the look of wow on my face, you know, like, oh, my God. And and, and maybe, you know, he just, I don't know, he just, there was no feeling that he was going, yeah, look at me, I'm pretty good, aren't I? None of that going on, you know, and it was just like, he just sort of looked with with blankness, really. I saw his um, probably his front four um, upper lateral teeth as he sort of lifted his top lip a bit at me, but it was like almost like a smile, but it wasn't a growl. It was a lift of the top lip, almost yeah. like a monkey would do if it was smelling or showing or showing off. It would yeah. lift the top lip. That kind of thing, really weird. And then he just sort of bounced away. And I was just like, oh, you're kidding. How do you tell that story, you know? But, um, yeah, wow. But I, I feel really blessed that I got to um, experience it as I look back on it. Um, as much as it was a, a very scary experience, um, I just feel blessed that, um, you know, I got to see something so incredibly rare, you know, really. Yes, well, and I, I really do hope that um, you get to you get to at some point say to your daughter, "See, I told you." You well, know, we like often have that. We have that discussion. <laughs> but said, you know, I, she just said to me um, when I told her that you guys were coming on board with a story. She just said to me, "When is this going to be over?" And I said, "When I prove it." <laughs> <laughs> she's probably listening she'll listen to this and she'll go oh you know you I know what we, you mentioned me mom you know we, hey we, we still love her tell her that oh, just good. because just because she doesn't believe in the yowie the yowie still believes in her there you That's go right. <laughs> <laughs> well sharon hey i am so glad that you that you uh came on to tell us this i mean this was a great I, I this experience is is so fascinating for sure. I'm Jason. You have. I, I'm sure you agree. This is one of the best experiences I, I've I ever don't. heard. Uh, this is this is gold. This is it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm envious. Really like that, that. I'm envious. I wish I could have experienced that too. Yeah, 
So where do you guys get your reports from? Oh, uh, we 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 get them from all over. I mean, people, um, you know, people reach out like we like we're it we're in Ohio, okay. and we've gotten quite a few people who ha, who have figured out that we're in Ohio, and we'll say, hey, I'm going to tell you this story, and um, you know, it we get a lot from Pennsylvania. Yep, uh, we've got some yep. from from West Virginia and stuff, and it's. I mean, we're all all those states touch each other. Um, sure. You know, of course, of course, there's a lot of really good shows that are just Bigfoot shows. Yeah. Like Sasquatch Chronicles and uh, yeah. Sasquatch Odyssey and and yep. and, that. and so a lot of people reach out to them because we do other stuff too. You know, we talk about ghosts and UFOs and, and mm. stuff. So we. Had a few so of those too, guys. Hey, wow, Australia's full of those kind of things too. <laughs> Oh, I'd love to hear it. If there's cool. any people from uh, Australia oh. that would like to uh, come on the show and uh, talk about some something that's unexplained, well, we reach out to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we get a, so we get a lot of we get a lot of uh, just paranormal stuff, and we, uh, you know, we love to hear. It. I mean, we love to me the eyewitness accounts are the are the best people to have on. I mean, we love having people who are experts and, and that write books and are on TV shows and stuff like that. Yeah. And we have quite a few, but I know our listeners really love the people who have had the experiences and they want to hear firsthand from those people. Mm. Um, because I think there's a lot of people out there that have experienced stuff and they just don't, um, they don't feel comfortable don't, sharing it. Yeah. Like, like your own daughter. Like yeah. Your own daughter won't say. I mean, we we had a father and son uh, on uh, months a couple months ago where the father had a sighting and his son just gave him a bunch of crap about it. You know, yeah. ah, whatever that. Guess what? Then the son has a sighting, and oh, it was that. so. It was so. It was so. We had them both on, mm-hmm. and it was so that. awesome. The dad's like, my boy calls me up and says, well, I think I saw one of those. And he goes, ah, saw what? He goes, I was going to make him say what he saw. I wasn't going to let him off the yeah, hook. He made him he eat goes, crap. I'm, ma- <laughs> I'm going to make him say it. And you know, uh, it's, funny, it's funny you guys say that because it, it triggers a thought in my head because I've worked in special effects for 17 years. And one of my um, uh, shows that I worked on was a show called The Lost World. And in that show... I was the prosthetics effects makeup artist and I had to reproduce 36 cannibal cavemen. And in that show, every one of those creatures looked like what I encountered in 2008. And it was incredible because I did the show in 1999. So you can imagine it was, um, it was a really weird connection going on there. And oh, I don't no know what that means. Oh yeah, like, well, I wonder I if I, I well, I wonder if um, maybe you took that experience and that almost made it look more like that. Well, you know, when I often told the story to my partner at the time and when we were doing the show, I said to him, "Don't you think this is a bit uncanny that I'm doing a show like this?" And he just went, "Well." The universe puts you in, in, you know, into things where you should be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
was really bizarre, really bizarre. And since then, I've done probably about 36 creatures that looked exactly like what I experienced. Wow. Now, is it... Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't so, even know if that's another story all on its own, but, you know, wow. <laughs> is that what they call synchronicity? The, yeah, I don't know. That is exactly like you, what synchronicity like, is. Like you keep you keep getting put in the uh, situation with what you – like you can't get away from it. So. Can't get away from it. Yep, absolutely <laughs> couldn't. And then uh, about three years later I was contacted by some musos and they wanted me to do an orangutan mask. And I was like, are you kidding me? You know, like. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, so there I was doing another one all over again. And I was like, wow, no wonder I'm really good at doing these now. <laughs> yeah, no kid. Yeah, no kid. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, but you just wouldn't know it. And I told that story to Tony Healy and he just went, you know, wow, there could be a visual, something visual going on there in the universe that's connecting you with them. Yep. Definitely. In another in another portal, you know, that we don't know about. <laughs> now, does that excite you or frighten you? Oh, look, I bring find it, it on. exciting myself. <laughs> bring it on. Well, Jason, I'm not asking you. No. <laughs> bring it on, I say. Wow. You know, life's pretty boring, isn't it? You know, so why not have this in it? Well, my life is pretty boring compared to yours. Yes, I will. I will say. I will say that. That is, wow. That is great. I, yeah, Sharon. I'm so. I'm glad that you. Uh, I'm glad you came on to share that because. Yes, um, absolutely. That's all. We really appreciate yeah. it. Yes. Oh no, uh, worries, guys. It's great fun. I love. I love having a story. So anytime. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the the next sighting you have, we'll be glad to have you back on. And not just and not just for some movie that you know, we want to you know we want I want us to see that you and Sarah and your daughter went out and uh, got some real evidence got some more, you know more real evidence to uh, yeah well, I want to hear I, camped I, in some spots like the Kimberleys and you know they haven't been sighted as much out there but um, because it's very dry out there but they're certainly out there but I think you've got to you've got to be open to those kind of things too sometimes mm -hmm. and yes. they kind of find you. I do like, agree. I I do like agree with that. Spirits yep. and paranormal behavior. Yes. If you open that, you open a doorway where there's there's a there's some connection there. You are Definitely. absolutely right. Absolutely. Yep. I yeah, I do agree with that one hundred percent. And and so I do want to schedule the show where your daughter comes on and is, <laughs> she saw one. So we'll so let's <laughs> so let's uh, make that happen. Let's make that happen. Good luck with that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sharon, I uh, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, thank you so much for you know spending your morning with us. Yes. Oh, look, really I've had a great it. time. Thanks, Jane. Thanks, Jason. And uh, thank you to the states. What a great place, hey? Yes, yes it, it, it is. It doesn't sound like it's as much fun as Australia is, is right now. Oh, I, no. can't, I can't wait to visit Australia. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, well, you better bring yourself something, you know, to yes. protect yourself. Oh, yeah, you have to. <laughs> yeah, I heard it's it's pretty pretty wild, pretty wild there. A lot of things yeah. that can kill you there. <laughs> oh, God. And we're, we're entering into the hot season now, so spring and everything's creeping out. It's not good. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, stay safe. 
And uh, Thanks, we'll, guys. we'll yes. talk to you soon, all right? All right. Okay. Yep. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.